Hey, what's up? This is Nick Lewis. This is Elisa. And it's your boy, Brandon J. Walker. Look, you already know what time it is. This is Artser, and you're listening to the 52 Podcast. Stop catching them feelings. Woo! 52's in the building. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, guys? It's Angel Alexander. Look, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us on the gram at 52 Podcast. Sit back, relax, get comfortable, and enjoy the show. Yo, what up, y'all? Welcome to the 52 Podcast. It's your boy, Brendan J. Walker. And it's Angel Mother Loving Alexander. We back. We here. We We Mm -hmm. live. Not really live, but we in here on Zoom right now. We live all the way. Angel all the way in California. Santa Maria, California, 805. And, And your boy still out here in Dallas doing the thing. And um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm glad. Excited I'm glad we're back to recording. We've been going hard For with sure. uh, the documentary, and um, just 52 launching 52, working on merch and working on all this type of stuff. So it's been it's been a busy month, but um, now we're finally able to sit down and really lock in on the podcast. And uh, I feel good. I'm ready. We got a lot Boom. to talk about. A lot. Angel. Where do you want to start? I, I want to I start off with, because we, with everything that's been going on with the race, this race award that we're in right now, um, we as 52 haven't really, as individuals, we've been vocal and talking about how we feel and where we stand. But as a brand, we haven't really talked about it. Um, so I just want to take, mm. I want to just kick it off, just already jumping in on that. Um, cool. So Angel... How have you been feeling when it comes to where we are as a country right now with all this race and police brutality stuff? Um, I think it's a like a mix of emotions. You know, um, <clears throat> I think I think it's awesome that it's everything's is being uh, like a light is shed on it right now um, because I've always been into like like majoring in political science i've always even gone to marches and protested like since i was in college and then um but it's never been like the pop culture thing to do now i feel like protesting and going out is like pop culture do you feel like that like everyone's doing it the celebrities and everyone's getting their photo op and all these you know like so there's that negative side of it for sure but i love that people are being aware and they want to learn more i think that's what i love about it but personally, it's been draining, to be honest, you know, because it's repeating having conversations, which is good, you know, but um, there's just so much that even mentally that I'm just, I'm just exhausted sometimes, you know, because to a point where holding my Hispanic community accountable, you know, and like being a voice within my community, but also doing my research and like understanding even more when it comes to the black community, because yeah, I was, I thought I knew it all, but even through this light, like there's a lot of things that I've, that I even changed, you know, because it's funny. Cause even through this, I, I was talking when we went to um, La Ventana, um, I was telling you how, like for the longest, it was hard for me to admit that um, the, the Hispanic community was anti-black, you know, like I've always knew it, but I've always like, ah, I don't want to talk about it. Cause you know, yeah. like, nah, 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 nah. My, my people are cool. My people are cool. We're not like that, you know, but yeah, through this, I really had to let go of my pride and be like, honestly, like if I have to be real, my community have been, has been racist, 
you know, like from uncles, even to like, there's some things that even when I was a kid, my dad, me and my dad would talk about like, yeah, like my, my community is pretty racist, bro. And, and like, it's, I think it's time to hold them accountable and, and speak out when I, when I see, you know, uh, friends or even people within my race talking down about black people and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's just been a mix of emotions, to be honest. Just been, I can imagine for you. How's it been for you? How do you feel? I, honestly, and it, it goes back to what you were saying. Like, it's frustrating because you have a lot of just frustration with repeating yourself. Mm. And I feel like right now as a minority and as a black man, we're, we're tired of repeating ourselves. And it's like, it's the same song, you know what I mean? But you also get that satisfaction because you actually, you're, we're starting to see people learn the lyrics and actually start singing along with us, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it has sparked a lot of conversation. It has sparked a lot of growth. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I can't eat, bro. I've gotten so many messages from people in my life who are white who is it's not that cliche like oh man i'm sorry what's going yeah. on like it's a it's a full on like apology like mm. bringing up specific things that they've done to me that they realize now wasn't okay oh uh, bro when i made that joke like when we were at this time when we were like 18 like you know what i'm saying it's like i shouldn't have did that man like that's not cool you know what i mean and even wow. like even with you bro like when we were talking when i got my glasses you know what i mean mm. you were just making a joke like our boy looked like an educated black man, you know what I mean? But and then you mm-hmm. later came in up and apologized because to you that was mm-hmm. your conviction level. I see yeah. I see the world getting convicted right now. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing, bro, because who would have thought the world would mm. be protesting? The world. The world, bro. Other Amazing. countries jumping in like and it's, yeah. and, it's, and it's crazy because you think about it and it's a little frustrating because you're like, man, bro, like you feel bad for like Maude Aubrey mm. was just like not long right before that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it didn't spark this. And you know what I mean? And I had to learn that it's not about which one was more important or which more like, you know what I mean? It's about this was the one that finally woke people up to realizing like, yo, for this sure. stuff is crazy. Like, and it's, it's, also, it's funny because like, like you're mentioning the world, right? it's giving so much power to like even the black boys where there's even a story in Brazil, you know, where a little kid got, um, was shot, you know, and killed by the police. And even in Brazil, you know, like they don't, they look down in like the dark skin in most areas, even in Guatemala, I'm Guatemalan, you know, the, the, the pale skin is, you know, the ultimate, but even in Brazil that they feared the police that now because of what's going on in the States, they're rising up like no black lives matter is here too you know and like to me that's beautiful man because it's like it's it's echoing all through every country you know and that's that's what's amazing to be but watch you know we we've had this conversation like Mm. brazil has a huge afro-latino like oh yeah background Mm -hmm. there's so much african culture in brazil Mm-hmm. Samba, like, uh, like it's crazy. Like, yeah. a lot of black people went down to Brazil when when slave when slavery happened, and there was a lot of like a lot like four million plus 
of them went to Brazil. For sure. You know what I mean? And it's like For Brazil sure. has a lot of dark people. So it's crazy, bro. And we were talking about it last night. Um, we had some friends over, um, Matt and Jess, and we were talking about how every culture, like, just downplays darker people. Like, it's, it's not it's, – it's, it's colorism, bro. It's in yeah. the Hispanic culture. It's mm-hmm. in black culture. Like, yeah. the shaming of – of shades, bro. Like, For you know sure, what I mean? Yeah. Like there was a yeah. long time where dark skinned girls didn't like light skinned girls because light skinned mm. girls got all the dudes, all the black men wanted to date the light skinned girls. But then dark skinned girls started becoming, they, now they're going back to light. Now the light skinned, dark skinned girls. Like it's just like dark isn't pretty. It's been this thing for centuries. For sure. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And we even talking about the word nigga and us going to, um, you know, doing research for the documentary and me trying to backtrack where nigga comes from. And, you know, we always understood Negus, yeah, but there were yeah. so many things in between because in Negus and in, in African, that's royalty and terrain. That's what that means. Yeah. And it's changed over the years from that to Negroid to Negro, which goes into the Hispanic Latin culture. And then it goes from that to nigger to nigga. You know what I mean? Like all these different terms and they were mm. all have one thing in common using it to demean people who are darker you know what For I mean? sure. negroids were people who were from central northern mm-hmm. africa who were dark yeah so everybody else considered them negroids you know what i mean and then it went from that to latin culture negro like yeah you know and it and it's crazy how everything devolves it just evolves and this this colorism this yeah. mindset of just thinking that black or dark or, you know, it's not pretty. It's not acceptable. You know, a yeah. lot of Brazilian girls are taught you need to date a white man. They come to America and they want to marry a white man. Yeah. Because that's like, oh, you want to have money. You want to do this and that. Like the, the evidence of what slavery has been for us is all around us. The evidence is there. And we just try to like mm-hmm. ignore it and act like it doesn't exist. It's crazy because like, I like even firsthand, like the first time going to Guatemala, you know, like there's some girl who like she went to my face and was touching it. Like, oh, your face is so like beautiful. I'm like, well, what about it? Like, is it your skin? Your skin, it, it's so pale. Like here in Guatemala, pale is the best, you know? And I'm like, what? You know, like if, if it was weird, it felt different. Even going to like even the Asian community, you know, where I have a friend who like legit her mom and I don't want to speak to the Asian community, but it just sucks because her mom makes her wear long sleeves when it's cold, when it's hot out there in Texas. Why? Because she doesn't want her to get darker. Cause she, no, you need to stay pale to be pretty. If you get darker, oh no, oh, you're ugly. You need to stay in the house or like, oh, you're going out. Oh no, you have to put on a long sleeve. So you don't get darker. Like it's crazy. It's in every culture. Like, where did that stem from? Like, why do we believe that? Even when it comes to church, why do we believe that there's a white Jesus? You know? Bro, like, even so annoying, with that, bro. like, I was raised, the, the kids, Bible books, everything that there is a white, blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus, which, in fact, he was not that. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, it's everywhere. Bro, there was not one white person in the Bible. Like, that's what's so annoying to me, bro. Like, it, there wasn't one white person in the Bible, bro. You know what I mean? Like, that era and that time and that region 
Bruh, you're talking about Middle Eastern, mm-hmm. Northern Africa. Yeah. Like, they're, they're so... We, it, church, mm. we have got it all wrong. It's so, it's so annoying being a Christian, bro. And I, I hate saying Christian because of the roots of Christianity. You know what I mean? Like, I hate saying, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Like, look, bro, I'm a believer, I'm a believer, I'm a believer. bro. You know what I mean? I believe in God wholeheartedly with my heart. But it's hard saying oh, I'm a Christian. You know? As a black man, you know how hard it is to say you're a Christian? Mm. That religion was used to keep us bound forever. They, like, they literally used the Bible to justify what they did and show us scriptures out of context to make us for believe sure. that we weren't worthy enough of God. Mm. Will Ford talking about the kettle their slave master will beat them to death for praying because they weren't good enough to pray to his god so because of that they had to take a big old kettle pot flip it upside down put it on some bricks to leave a little space between the floor and they would put their lips in there and they would pray Mm -hmm. for the next generation and the generations to come after that like that's that's crazy bro like you know, you, you know how power that shows you how powerful God is because even though his words being used against you, you still know his power to where you True. still pray. Wow. To, you know what I'm saying? And that's crazy. And that's why I think like right now, bro, there's a lot of white culture in church. Wow. You know mm. what I mean? Louis Giglio. What oh. the hell are you doing, bro? Mr. White Blessing. <laughs> like, yeah. bro, jeez, like, that was bad. That was what bad. is your and mm. and I and to me I'm like Lecrae, like I get it because it's like in the moment you kind of don't know. Everybody's not as confrontational as me. You know what I mean? So yeah. I know that me, I'm like, I'm not gonna sit, let you sit up here and say some dumb like I am not gonna let you sit up here and say something stupid, bro. Like something just blatantly ignorant. I'm not gonna let you do that and not reprimand you for that. Number one, if you're my boy, and I've told you this, and we talked about it with each other, I will not let you say something crazy and not give you a chance to redeem yourself after that. For sure. Mm-hmm. Because that's not, that's, not, that's not good accountability. Because at the end of the day, I don't want us to say anything on the podcast that can ruin our lives and completely end our careers, right? Yeah. So in order to do that, we got to make sure we hold each other accountable. And we're giving each other the space to be honest, but learn at the same time. All these pastors, bro, these big mega church pastors, a lot of them don't have accountability, bro. Like at that moment, Louis Giglio needed an older person to say, bro, shut up. Before he did that, he should have messaged every color person he knows. And asked him, bro, we are in the age of proofreading. You need people to proofread everything you you do, everything mm. you say, everything yeah. you're going to post, tweet, caption whatever you need to send it to somebody and have them look at it and give you their honest opinion on it before you post it louis giglio talking to any and we're just talking about nobody probably even knows what we're talking about but if you haven't understood if you oh, yeah. heard, explain 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 louis giglio is a pastor in atlanta georgia he other than hillsong conference his church conference is one of the biggest conferences in the world i've been to his conference multiple times which is called passion conference Passion Church is his church. So he, with another Atlanta native, Lecrae, the Christian rapper, they did, them and some other guys did like a little round table. They did a little group discussion 
about race and what's going on in the world right now. And Louis Giglio began to speak. And Louis Giglio said, I, I don't really think he thought it through on what he was saying, um, but he basically said we should steer away from the word and the phrase white privilege and we should use white blessings. Well, he, he was more, more saying it because he was, he, first he was saying how like, though even though first the word white privilege, like it does something to white people. Yeah, like, it makes them yeah, upset. They get, a, of they, course. Get, they get offended when you tell them they have white privilege. I went, like, what? For sure. No, I yeah. Don't. He was like, oh, but I do understand how that's hard to swallow, but for sure. I mean, but that's what he was saying. For me, I think I find it easier when I say white blessing. <laughs> Look, bro. We all know yeah. that that was not the move, bro. That was not the move. I, I got the clip right here. And I'm going to play it for y'all. Play it. So y'all can hear what this man said, bro. Louis Giglio, so ladies and gentlemen. Talk about mass incarceration because it has become heavily monetized. Is that an ad? But they ain't sponsored. Hey, no, look, bro. They ain't paying us. <laughs> look, hey, look, bro. It was supposed to be the actual video, but they had a little ad at the front side. They had two ads, actually. Ooh. But give us one second. Technical difficulty. It's fine. But Louis Giglio, and I had a lot of respect for him. Even now, like, no, nah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie on this podcast. I'm not going to sit here and say I still got respect for the dude. But I I always respected him, what he did, and his role. And what no, but it's but it's a it's a mistake that I feel like, I mean, we, we both disagree, maybe. I think um, as soon as he said it, he understood. Like, I feel like, yes, he believed it. But now that it's out in the open, I don't think he believes what he said. Bruh. I think, yeah, I think he, he like what he said, bro. No, he figured out like this was a mistake. I shouldn't have said this. If he knew he shouldn't have said it, he wouldn't have said it. That's what I'm saying. Louis no, Giglio has been there, in this, Louis uh -huh. Giglio has been in this game too long to get up there and For say sure. something stupid. He really believed that. And he didn't see anything. No, wrong. yeah, I believe he did believe it. But now that it's all in the open, he sees how wrong it is. Yes. Yeah, so first does he see he, it wrong because of how people are responding it. or does he see it wrong because he's actually hearing how he sounds when he's when he's talking either way he knows it's wrong now like that now i think yes look crazy at that moment look crazy should have been like whoa stop nope no time out hold up <laughs> play the clip play the clip i'm, I'm yeah I'm, I'm waiting on it it's like this whole look i just think that for the most part we need to hold people accountable. I ain't going to let you slide, bro. You, Drew Brees so, is my guy. I'm a Saints fan. Drew Brees is my guy. But Drew was tripping, bro. Drew, you should have never said that. Like, there's certain things that you... Yeah, but you're still a Drew, Drew Brees fan, right? I, you still, I still, you, yeah, you still respect him, right? Do you no, still respect him? Do I still respect who? Drew, Drew Brees. Brees. Bro, it's a difference because I'm not separating him as a person between his craft. You know what I'm saying? It's like the whole R. Kelly thing. Like people are like, oh, I'm not going to listen to R. Kelly ever again. Some people still listen to his music. They separate the art to the person. But this is the I other thing with Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. Drew Brees has done more for the city of New Orleans than anybody that I can think of. You know what I'm saying? And so because of that, 
I have more of a grace for that because I know what he's done for that for the black community in New Orleans. And how many black um, staff members does Louis Gigolo have? I have no idea. You know, like how much has he done for the black community within Atlanta? Man, I don't know, bro. You know what I mean? That's what I I'm saying. Know. Like, I ain't heard nothing about he Louis Giglio doing. I haven't heard anything about Louis Giglio doing nothing for no black people. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm not saying he hasn't. I just haven't <laughs> heard anything about him doing it. To be honest, me neither, but I'm just saying. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Here, we got the clip. Exactly. I feel like on the inside of the church, we're fighting this historical context you talk about. In other words, we love the blessing of the cross, but we don't, we don't love to sit in it and realize this is what God's asking me to do, to die to myself and to live for him whatever context that's going to look like for me. But I want to flip that upside down because I think the other side of it is true with our nation's history. We miss, we understand the curse that was slavery, white people do. And we say that was bad, but we miss the blessing of slavery that it had to interesting. Come out, come out, come out. This man said the blessing of slavery at that moment. That was the moment where I was like, I don't like where this is going. Yeah, your white is showing with that. I was like, sure. I have no idea what you're about to say, but I don't like where it's going. I don't, I don't like it. All right, we go keep going. That upside down because I think the other side of it is true with our nation's history. We miss, we understand the curse that was slavery, white people do. And we say that was bad, but we miss the blessing of slavery that it actually built up the framework for the world that white people live in yes. and lived in. And so a lot of people call this white privilege. And when you say those two words, it just is like a fuse goes off for a lot of white people because they don't want somebody telling them to check their privilege. And so I know that you and I both have struggled in these days with, hey, yeah. if the phrase is the trip up, Let's get over the phrase and let's get down to the heart. Sure. Let's get down to what then do you want to call it? And I think maybe a great thing for me is to call it white blessing that I'm living in the blessing. No, 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 no. Generationally uh -huh. that allowed me to grow up in Atlanta. And, you know, you're talking about being 57. If you were 57, I can't imagine being that old, Dan, and being 57. <laughs> but uh, I've said to our church, Lecrae, a few weeks ago, when I was born, the day I was born on Boulevard at Georgia Baptist Hospital in 1958, black people did not have equal rights in this city. Not my grandparents' lifetime or their lifetime, in my lifetime. This is right now uh -huh. what we're talking about today and bruh <clears throat> nah, yeah, he, did, he did suffer the back community though bro that's all I did bro come on bruh there's certain things you cannot say there's certain things that you just can't say and timing is everything if you say the wrong thing and then you also say it in the wrong time, those two, those two things together is a deadly combination. Yeah. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah, that's, that's honestly the definition of white privilege, I guess. You know, that you can see your ancestors, the blessings that gave, they gave to you, but like, 
ignore the fact of slavery and everything that you, the, the land that was taken away, everything that had been oppressed. Like, that's tough. Bro. I, and, I, and I think, sorry, to even to a point where like, because yes, it's true, white people do, they feel some when they, they, they get their, their white privilege checked, you know? But that's why I've seen so much progression with my older white friends that they, they had to humble, humble themselves and be like, you know what? White privilege does exist. And, and then that's when they started seeing things in a different view, you know? I don't, maybe, I don't know, Louis, but maybe he hasn't accepted that. And that's why he still has been blind. Now it's real. Like, no, bro, your white privilege is real. I don't think he ever, like, he's like, yeah, it's a term, whatever. But he's always ignored it. You know, now it's in the spotlight. No, bro. Check your white privilege, bro. Just because you got a church in a, in, a, in a big black city don't mean you got street cred, bro. I'm tired of these pastors trying to get street cred. Yeah. And thinking that's what, that's all I need. There are certain pastors that are white that have a lot of influence and a lot of followers, but still mm-hmm. shouldn't be leading no round table no. about race. And, but... Yeah, and that's what like gets me frustrated, right? Because, and we we talked about it where the church has is so good at doing charity, 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 right? But the thing with me is like, because I remember going to one of the biggest. I'm not gonna say what church. One of the one of the biggest churches in Dallas. It's a mostly white church, right? There's two of them, so you could guess which one. But um, I remember going and the the, the, the I say it. I'm not gonna say it. But I, I remember seeing the, the worship band and I'm like, man, it's, it's awesome. You know, you have a black lady killing it in the mic. You have this Hispanic man um, killing it in the drums, you know, like different cultures. I'm like, and the music is just awesome. I'm like, yo, this is dope, you know, like, boom. And then the, the pastor comes out and I'm like, wow, this is awesome. He's like, all right, guys, um, you know, we had a good service and it was good, you know, like, I just want to um, bring up all my leaders, you know, religious pray for my leaders. All right, cool, cool, cool. And all the leaders go up there. I'm like, yeah, you know, God bless this white man. All right, next, oh, this white couple. Oh, they're all white, you know? So it's like these churches use minorities, and especially especially like in the black community, for their gifting, their singing talents, and all these things, you know? But when it talks about leadership, Mm -hmm. like, where are we on the table? And that was the first time, and this was like, what? what two three years ago when i moved to dallas where i'm like yo like we really don't have a seat in the table like there's all these charity oh here's my leftovers you know here's the leftovers that you can eat but when it comes to like discussion what we and what we're fighting for what we're trying to achieve we're nowhere to be found we're not in the table you know what i mean so i don't know like i think what am i going with this but yes so that's what's been my annoyance about like bro i just i want to be sat, sat on the table too you know like stop using our talents you know let us have a voice there's an ego issue mm. in the church there's an ego issue and like me i don't i'm i'm getting to a point now where i'm just gonna speak my truth yeah look bro i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say and i'm gonna mean it every single time and i was always like oh, i ain't gonna do that look bro Gateway Church got too much influence to not be as diverse, not to be diverse. For sure, they they the are Potter's going house, to that place. The Potter's right? House, yes, for sure, needs Ooh. to be more diverse. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You got great yeah. leadership, you got great pastors. Sure. You know what I mean? But the diversity isn't there. 
Yeah. Oh, you got Potter's House over here. You got Gateway over here. You got Watermark over here. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you got um like it, it's it's too spread out. Everybody and 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 I feel like especially in here being the Bible Belt, there Texas, every there's a church on every corner. For sure. Churches are very territorial, you know what I'm saying? And me in Houston, it wasn't so much of that, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we were we had sister churches, so we was always mm-hmm. going to other people's churches. Like I got my church, but if I'm over down at Kindle spot, we can go to fellowship. You know what I'm saying? If I'm over here, I'm gonna go here. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. We all just went to different churches, and it wasn't really a big deal. You know what I mean? But I didn't really see it until I got to Dallas and then being in L.A. L.A., churches are scarce. You know what I'm saying? So they're very – that's true. And there's a huge ego. That's when I realized how big the ego issue was is when I got to L.A. Mm. L.A. got a a pastor that is very (laughs) ego-filled. For sure. Very ego-filled. You know what I'm saying? We went uh-huh. we went out there. We helped helped start this church. Most of the people know who we're talking about, Zoe. And we go out <laughs> there. Yeah. And we had, you know we were there from the beginning. But there was a point where I feel that and there was an ego issue. Hmm. We became the church where all the celebrities came. It became less about God and more about who was going to show up to church tonight. For sure. You know what I mean? Uh, you can't sit here because so and so is supposed to come here, but I don't know if they're really gonna come. But if they do come, we need to make sure the seat is empty. Like me, I don't care how famous you is. If you ain't at church on time, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to sit in the back. Like point blank, period. You know what I'm saying? Like it shouldn't be a popularity contest in church, and that's where a lot of churches are right now. It's a popularity contest, and I don't. Hmm. And in this ego issue, that's why people are are. That's why you have Louis Giglio on this situation where you're learning the hard way, and you're learning the hard way because you you your ego was in the way. Even though you weren't trying to be egotistical, your ego was in the way. So you were yeah. unable to learn the lesson when they were trying to teach it to you. So you had to learn it the hard way by falling and slipping up and saying something that you shouldn't have said. That's what I'm saying. We, what, what I said at the beginning of the episode, like, it's the same song repeating itself. Sure. So now we, I don't, me, as, as me as a black man, I don't have the grace that I had three years ago for these white pastors. Because I tried to tell you, by you mm. having me over, or we ride to church together, or I'm traveling with you, and you asking me about race, and you're asking me like, "How do you feel about this and this?" And I and I tell you, and you take nothing I said and use you, and you didn't utilize it at any point. I at that point, it's out of my hands. I did mm. what I was supposed to do. I gave you knowledge. I gave you something that you can learn from, and I try to give you something that you needed, and you chose yeah. not to take it. It's just like when you're dealing with a friend who keeps asking advice for on their relationship, and you keep giving them advice, and they never listen to it. Eventually, you're gonna stop giving them advice. For sure. Because you know you're not they're not gonna listen. So now at this point, people are learning the hard way. And I have really and it, and it suck it, it doesn't suck to say it, but it's it seems bad to say it, but I'm loving it. I'm loving seeing mm. so many white people pissed off. Because you know how many minorities been pissed off for so long mm. and they didn't give a damn about us? Didn't mm. care. It didn't bother them because it didn't affect them. Yeah. But now but you're now. telling me white privilege pisses you off. That that phrase pisses you off, makes you raise an eyebrow. Really? That shows you how privileged you are because you are that easily offended by that simple phrase. Yeah. 
I wish my life was so good. The only thing I can worry about protesting on is wearing a mask. Hmm. I wish my privilege was so great and I had not a care in the world that I can be so mad about not wearing a mask. I can pull out my AR and go protest at city hall and not have to worry about getting shot because I got the right to carry. Even if I have my license, bro, I'm in the process. I want to get my license. Once I have my gun license, I'm still ain't going to be just rolling with, with my gun. Cause it's <laughs> no. a black man. If yeah. a cop, they're going to shoot first, ask questions later. For sure. I'm not trying to be another viral video. Yeah. The church, the church, along with America, the church is getting humbled right now and is going through a, a, a conviction period. Mm. And people are starting, bro. I had people get mad about stuff that I post. I haven't been this vocal. I've been, you know me, bro. I've been wanting to be vocal about stuff for a long time. Yeah. And now that I'm being vocal, I have a lot of people white people who are getting mad at me, messaging me, calling me racist, calling me this, that, and the other, calling me dumb, idiot, you're ignorant, like, calling me all this stuff, right? And mm. then messaging me, like, two, three days later, hey, I don't want to let you know I, I, didn't, I, I didn't respond well, you know? And I had one guy who was a mentor to my, of me, was best friends with his, his daughter and his kids, like, growing up. And he didn't, he didn't call me racist or anything. He didn't say anything crazy, but he kind of got offended when I was talking about the whole MLK thing. How yeah. these white people are using MLK quotes to, to go against the protests. And me, he, he didn't like what I said. I had, a, I had multiple. I had maybe three uh, white, white men that, were, that are in my life who kind of got upset. One of them got upset but didn't tell me, but called hmm. me like a week later and let me know Yo, that, ma- that made me mad. But I had to check myself. And when I checked myself, I realized what you said wasn't wrong. And this other person who was a mentor of mine, who I was best friend with his kids, he messaged me a couple of days later, you know, and he was just like, hey, don't, I'm sorry for letting my uncomfortable, mm. let me, by letting me being uncomfortable and discomfort wow. and me not being able to respond to that well, I'm sorry for bringing that to you like that. Well, that was me being, that was me not handling being uncomfortable. Mm. Right. Like that's in, and that's, that's growth. For sure. I appreciate that. And mm. that's where we, where, that's where we should be right now. Everybody shouldn't be afraid of conversation. And I feel like that's the only way we're going to get to be able to move forward. It's For sure. a comfortable conversation because yeah. that's when we grow. That's when we learn. And that's when we know how hundred percent. And, and even if like, that you have a person that disagrees or has a different opinion, like you can still have a civil conversation and still be cool with this person. Like that's the thing with nowadays, I feel like just because you don't agree with me, we can't be friends. I see that a lot. Oh, un- unfriend me. If you don't agree with me, unfriend me. It's one thing about like, if you're racist, then, then yes. But it's another thing. Oh, if you're a conservative, unfriend me. If you're a liberal, unfriend me. If you vote for so-and-so, then unfriend me. Like I, I hate that because that is no growth. Yeah. Like the reason why I, my mind has expanded to different. That's why my friends are diverse, and there's different things in my my life. It's because I have friends that don't think like me. Yeah. At the end of the day, I know my beliefs. I am a Christian man, you know. But there's things that they they challenge me with things. I open my mind. I'm like, oh crap! All right, for sure. But but yeah. So that, but all right. What what do you think about like cancel culture? Because right now, like even with Louis Gigolo, oh cancel him. Oh don't even go to his church. 
don't Lecrae, cancel Lecrae. He didn't even stand up for us. You know, like everyone, this cancel culture that's going on. I, I hate cancel culture. Mm -hmm. Cancel culture is toxic. Like, I think I would never tell somebody don't go to Passion. Like, don't go to Louis Giglio's anything. I would never say that. Somebody asked me how I felt about him, then I'll tell him how I feel. But I'm not going to tell somebody or take away the influence from another man of God. You know what I'm saying? I I, I don't believe in that. And when somebody makes a mistake and it's all cancel them, you know what I mean? Because a lot of these celebrities make mistakes we make, but they're on a bigger platform and their mistakes just look bigger. Yeah. But I also believe certain, certain actions cause for certain consequences. So I don't believe in holding people's hand and letting them slide. But I, I don't like people cancel everything. You know what I'm saying? I, I literally, yeah. I literally was telling, I can't remember. Who I, was, I think I was telling my boy Maurice. I think I tell Maurice. I said, everybody cancels. Everything gets canceled, but Beyonce. <laughs> everybody gets canceled, but Beyonce. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Literally, anybody does anything somebody doesn't like. Me, I can't stand a don't at me type of person. Can't stand them. I can't stand people who post something controversial and say, don't come in my comments because I'm going to delete them. Hmm. Why would you say something controversial and then get mad when somebody tried to, like, that's, you're afraid of people's opinions that you're trying to silence somebody so you're not wrong. Hmm. You know that you're, what you said is an opinion. It has no factual evidence to it. So you're telling people not to say anything because you know you can't combat it and you know you can't back it up with any type of facts or opinion. Like, it's all opinion. It's all just your standpoint. You have nothing to back it up with. That's why you don't want nobody to come at you because you ain't got nothing to go back at them with. No. Like, you can't do that, bro. It's like, oh, man, look, I don't like Oreos. And don't come at me and saying (laughs) that that Oreos are good. Because if you do, I'm going to delete your comments. Yeah. So you're going to take away everybody else's opinion? Well, this mm. is my page. Yeah, it is your page. But you added them on your page. So therefore, they yeah. have the right access to say whatever they want. True. You know, we have this this weirdness with social media. We want people to have access to us, but then not have access to us. It's like mm. pick one. It's one or the other, bro. You know what I'm saying? Put it all out there. Don't put nothing out there at all. It's one or the other. You can't go halfway. I'm going to throw a little bit out there. God forbid anybody say anything about what I said. For sure. You know, and it's like, oh, if we just, bro, if we had friends that we all thought about and we all thought a lot alike, we would never grow. We would never do anything in this world. But that's that's why even when it comes to like Louis, where I find grace with him, because I know there's things that I have grown in that I don't think the same a year ago, three years ago. You know, there's things that I've said out loud. I'm like, I believed in my heart. Now it's out loud, and I'm like, crap. Actually, that's not really, no, nah, I don't really believe that. You know what I mean? So as much as, because that's why I want to give grace to everyone that's coming out saying wild stuff. I mean, not everything, because there's some things that for sure, like you said, there's consequences. Candace, but I'm never going to get no mercy from me, bro. I think Candace Owens. Candace Owens is, God going to ask her. She's going she gonna to have to talk to God about the stuff that she done said in her life. That, yeah, that Candace Owens is out of there, bro. There are some intelligent things that she says, though. But yes, there. Yeah, no, bro. She says things that are true. There is. Yeah, she says things that are true. Don't say intelligent. She says things that are true, that are facts mm-hmm. that I can look up right now on Google. She says sure. things that are true 
but she says it as in a way like the it's just the way she says it. Is it's just like, bruh, like she's saying that we should get over slavery. Come on, bro. Imagine you going to somebody that's Jewish and saying, "Get over the Holocaust, bro." Mm. Just get over it. Like it happened. Leave it alone. Like you know what I'm saying, bro. I don't want to go see a Nazi movie because you know well, I'm Jewish, so we just don't we don't really you know no, watch well, movies like that. So it's like. Bro, I literally had a friend of mine who was Jewish. Yeah. And when the Glorious Bastards came out, we were all going to see it. You know what I mean? He's like, nah, like, I, I just don't really watch movies No, like for that. sure. And I, yeah. imagine if I told him, bro, just get, get over it. It happened. Yeah. It's not happening like, now. It's yeah. like, it's not happening now, bro. That was back yeah. then. Leave it. You see how inconsiderate that is? Mm-hmm. So you're telling black people to get over slavery when and saying that racially charged police brutality is a myth. I'm sorry, what? Mm. Coming from a girl who was literally racially assaulted by white boys in her school and had the double ACP come to her aid and win her case for her. You're telling money and you got money from it. And you're telling me, bro. And I, and I don't use this term lightly, but Candace Owens is probably one of the most self-hating people I've ever seen in my life. You hate being black so much. You can see who she married, what she says, how she says it, what she right, does. But what do you mean by because he's a white guy? No, because of what he believes. Like she married a she married a the, the one of the biggest Trump supporters that there is. Like he's a huge Trump supporter. Is that is that he's bad one of those a, guys? Is it no, about being black no, and being the Trump are, supporter? There, there are Trump supporters that are not good, bro. For sure, for sure. You're you know right. I'm saying I have mm-hmm. I know people who support Trump and they're great people. Like they don't say anything ignorant, they don't think anything ignorant, like they just support Trump. Yeah. But there's certain pe there's a there's a group in Dallas. We, we we joke about it in Dallas, but we always say, like, oh, that dude look like he went to DBU. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that guy with the sweater vest and the khakis with the sperries and the you know what I'm saying? Like that, What's that, wrong? What's wrong with that? Nothing's wrong with that. That's uh, what I'm saying. It's a stereotype. It is a stereotype. But yeah. nothing's wrong with it. It's a mm-hmm. stereotype, though. Because typical, like, when you look at a lot of these... Yeah. Just obnoxious... Wealthy, Trump, privileged... You know, wealthy, trust, privileged, trust fund, trust fund. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... These, Don't say his uh, name. Yeah. Why are you nobody, saying his nobody, name? But nobody knows yeah, what yeah. I'm talking about. But that's what okay. I'm saying. Like, yeah, uh-huh. that... Yeah. That. Like he said, dude's uh-huh. hella racist, bro. Dude is hella racist. Like I don't yeah, but for sure. my thing is is like everything that she does, bro, she just she every every talk I've heard her do, every argument that she I watch her YouTube, it's she just loves to talk down on black people. She calls us idiots, she calls us ignorant. She calls us dumb, stupid. Like, you know you're black, right? Like it, it, it like that whole thing she did with Ti and Killer Mike. Like I love watching that because uh, South, South by Southwest. Yeah, like it's just like, bro, like w- you're you're literally saying that everything that's happening is in our heads. No, but there there are some lots of valid points that she did point out South by Southwest. Which one? Like there, there are some things that the she, only like, thing that the only thing that she she said a lot of things. Like I said, she says a lot of things that are true. That is true. But, but she, the way she says it is just like, bro, <laughs> yeah. you're you're acting like you just came up with that theory on your own. You literally look for that sure. Up. 
oh, the fatherlessness in the black community is an issue. No, that is, and that, that is true, though. That is true. Not even just in black, but even in the Hispanic yes, community. Like, but that is true. That is, but nobody said it um, wasn't true. She no, says, there's a lot of people that don't believe that. I have not met not one a, person in the black community that said lack of fathers in the black community is not an effect on anything. No, I've because never even, heard when, anybody say that. even when she presented that as South by Southwest, people were booing her. People were like, ah, yes, nah, because nah. It, nah, because they knew you where she was, mean? because they knew where she was going with it. Like I said, she says things that are true, but it's the mm -hmm. way she says it. It's the, it's the context in which she uses it in that, that it goes away from the main topic because they're talking about systematic racism. And she's like, systematic yeah. racism isn't a thing. Not, mm -hmm. You know, it is a thing in the black community. And then she starts labeling, labeling all these yeah. things and you can't <laughs> argue it because you're like, yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah. But they boo her because it's like, bro, you going way off topic, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, shut up, bro. We know that. We know but that. I think, we know I that think, the drugs. We know but let, let's, let's talk things. about that then. Let, let's, if we know that, why don't we address that issue? We do and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking, no, we don't. I have no, addressed we it in, my, do in not. my life. In my life, it has always been addressed. Me too, for sure. But I don't think it's not a pop culture thing. People aren't talking about it. Yes, in our conversations, of course. Which but you, we are one of the bro. wisest men ever. <laughs> bro, everybody I mean, I don't knows. think people talk about it, bro. Everybody but, knows that black fathers are not as present as they were back in the day. Everybody knows uh -huh. that. But even back is, in the day, even back mm -hmm. in the day, just because somebody was still married doesn't mean the father was present. Black For men, sure. if you want to learn what black men did back in the day, go watch Fences. The play or the movie. Watch Love it. Love it. So good. Black men Love were there, both. but they used to cheat. Mm -hmm. But black women didn't see themselves as valuable, so they didn't fight them and leave them. Now the black yeah. woman is so strong and realizes her power more than they than, than the black woman did in the 50s and 60s. So now that in today's world, the black woman knows her worth, she ain't about to put up with that. But back For then, sure. our grandmas, bro, you know how many of our grandparents, like mine, Adrian's, yours, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like you go through everybody that I know, their grandparents, somebody cheat on somebody. Of course. You know like, but, but that's what I'm saying that like, that's, that's where I see where, even yeah with the older generation even talking to my mom where she loses her identity when she talks to a white person because over time like like you said i mean i only, I only could talk through the hispanic community but they don't feel valued you yeah. know they don't they there's it's it's instilled in them that the white people white person is way better than they are you know and at the end of the day i have to admit that sometimes like as Hispanics, we do fall into this victim mentality, you know, and that is the tr truth. You know, yeah. if, if I don't think that I would not be like Henry always like what, you know, but, but to be honest, yes, I think as Hispanics, me as a Hispanic, I think we need to do a better job of knowing who we are and what we can do. You know, like even when it comes to <clears throat> as small as fancy as restaurants, bro. I remember t when I was younger, cause you know, I've always been bougie. But growing up, we didn't have money. So I would take my mom to these fancy restaurants. Like, could we be here? Like, is, is this okay? And it's like, what do you mean it's a restaurant? Like, yeah, you know, but it's not super nice. Worthy. 
Not yeah, of course, no. Yeah, but now, like, I take her to so many fancy restaurants by the ocean, and now she loves it. Oh, she'll go out there. Oh, yeah, give me a table. She acts like she runs it now. But before, it was like, ah, like, can I even come in? Like, I, I don't. But that's like so much of my generation, you know. Like, there's so much that in the Hispanic community that it, it comes also with our fathers with that weren't there that they didn't instill me as a man. What does it look like to be a man, bro? You know, why do I struggle with so many things? Yeah. And I think that falls into also not knowing authority. And I'm not talking to the black community. And please forgive me. But like, like even when it comes to Hispanics, I've seen some of my Hispanics friends, like cops pull them over. They're resisting. They're pushing. They're doing all these things, you know? And it's like, bro, like no authority. Like, you know, like, bro, relax. You don't have to do all this. You know, where I have that even within my community as much as the black community, but they do get killed. You know, people do get shot, but I see videos where I'm like, bro, like, if you would just, like, Chill. relax, yeah, no I mean, authority. That, that's, that's how I felt you with know? Richard. Yeah. With the Richard video. Mm. I think this is, this is my thing. I don't, I don't support, let me, let me, let me tread carefully. Black lives matter. One millionth percent black lives matter. But yeah. I don't support Black Lives Matter. The what do you mean? Explain, explain. I don't okay. support the yeah. organization. Explain. I mean, explain that. There's the, a lot of people that don't understand that. The organization. So I watched the video because I thought about donating before in the past. Mm-hmm. And so I did my research and people who have donated. And there's this one white lady who did a video. And I just recently saw the video go viral again. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, she backtracked all the money that goes to Black Lives Matter and all the money goes to salaries and goes to Bernie Sanders's campaign yep. and all these other campaigns. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go to anything Black Lives anything. It doesn't go to the Black community, nothing. Schooling, nothing. That's why I don't support Black Lives Matter because you, you're not, you know what I mean? But I support that Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? For sure. And The phrase, the phrase. Yeah, the phrase. But they, the, yeah. the organization, they, they're just... They got an agenda I just don't rock with, bro. Like, yeah. you're not really, you're not putting back into the black community. You're using the black, it's true. like, white people are high ups in Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, movement. yeah, 100%. They pretty 100%. much own it. So, it's yeah. like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust that. You know what I'm saying? Like, me, like, it's just like, I can't, I can't, I can't roll with that. Like, if you're not putting black back into the community, I can't, I'm not about to support wasn't you. It, wasn't it started by a white Democrat? Yes. Yes, bro. Movement started by a white Democrat. Okay. Um. Yes, bro. And so for me, I know, I know that I'm just very um, cautious. Like mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure that everything I'm saying, everything that I'm doing, reflects the black community in a great way, right? Yeah, And when I see these black people get killed, I think that a lot of white people, when they see us get mad, they think that we we're supporting that the person was right. Like me having conversations the last couple of days about the Richard incident, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, well, he was resisting. He was resisting, but he mm-hmm. still shouldn't have been killed. You know yeah. what I mean? Richard was wrong, mm-hmm. but the cops were wrong too. Yeah. But the cops wow. can't afford to be wrong. Richard can afford to be wrong because he's human. And he's a civilian. Once you become a cop and you put on a badge, you can't afford to be that wrong. There's a difference between making a mistake and a bad judgment and you 
full on killing somebody. Like somebody's running away from you. You're chasing him, bro. And at that yeah. you're like, oh, I felt like my life was threatened, bro. You're chasing him. At that mm-hmm. point, if you just let him go, he runs away. Where, where are he going to go? You know his sister stays around the corner. You have all of his information down already. His car is right here. He has to come back for it. He has three kids. Like, just let him run. Let him go. He ain't going to go nowhere. He got to come back at some point. But they didn't think that way. The fact that they think to just shoot somebody in their back as they're running away is just like, that's not, that's not cool. And it's like, just because, and like, we've had this conversation. That's why I want to make sure my, my people, my brothers, my sisters understand, yeah. hey, look, bro, you got to, you, you, you don't give them a reason. Hmm. Richard gave him a reason. He did not, he was drunk, bro. He yeah. wasn't in his right mind, bro. You know what I'm saying? And the cops know they're dealing with a drunk person. So by them doing all that extra stuff, like shooting them, like doing too much, like you didn't have to take his life like that, bro. For sure. You know, and it's like, I, I, I just think that we need, there's, there's a level of accountability. And that's why for me, like, I just can't rock with Candace Owens because all she does is talk shit, bring up all these different problems with no solutions. Oh. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's easy to point out the well, negatives on something. It's very easy. Well, y'all doing this, you will, well, if, if somebody telling you about yourself and you're like, well, y'all do this, well, you do it too. It's easy to just point out the negatives, bro. So it's like, when we're bringing up hard issues against the black community, her response is always us. Nah, hmm. cause y'all, cause you, if you, you know what I mean? It's like, bro, we know that fatherlessness is an issue. We know that gang violence is an issue. We know all these things are issues. But you're saying, well, white men are killed more than cops by cops and black people. Bro, white people take up most of the population. So, yeah, if you look at the numbers, yeah, it's more numbers than the black it's people. But when you're looking the at the, yeah, yeah. the rates and the percentages, yeah, black people are being killed at a higher percentage. For sure. The more white people are being killed because there's way more white people. We're only 13% of the population, something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, bro. Like, that's a worn out argument, and they keep using it. And when you look, and Candace Owens making that video about George Floyd made me sick. Made me sick to my stomach, bro. I ain't never want to jump through a screen and put my hands on a woman in my life. That Watching that video made me sick, bro. Mm. Because she sits there and she just brings up all these things that he's done. Yeah. Is it, and just basically saying he deserved to die. He's not a martyr. He is a martyr because he was killed unjustly. He didn't get killed for putting a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach because he already went to jail for that. And her saying, well, you know, and he did get out in 2015, so, you know, people do change, but... No, there is no but. There's no but. You know what I'm saying? We're reconciling Corey Paul, them doing all their joint, going to Third Ward in Houston and doing all that work out there. And George Floyd used to help pull the baptismal tanks out and help help them with baptizing people in the hood, these young bucks in the hood. But you don't want to know that. You don't want to talk about that George Floyd. You just think that George Floyd is the same George Floyd that went to jail all those years prior. And that's not fair. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't don't feel sympathy. I don't empathize because you're butthurt because I use – I told you you have white privilege because I've been told so many worse (laughs) things in my life. And I mm. wish I was so great. My, my life was so chill that I can be upset by somebody saying I had black privilege. But I mean, but, but privilege goes around everywhere though, right? Like it's not just white. 
it's also <clears throat> it's anywhere you go you have privilege and it's not all like even me being a, a pale person in guatemala like i have privilege you know like i have i'm privileged enough that i've helped plant four churches you know and two major churches like i, I have privilege that i know certain people in the industry i'm so I'm privileged in some areas. Yeah. So privilege isn't always a, and that's the thing with white people. Well, is like they they feel like oh they're just targeting me like because I mean at the end of the day you do have that privilege but it's it's not and it's okay it's not your fault I guess it's not your fault that you're privileged but you do have a duty to recognize it you know what I mean. I'm Sorry, only calling me. For me, uh-huh. I have never been, I never felt privileged unless y'all needed somebody to rap. Somebody needs somebody to rap and do some spoken word, and that's the only time I ever felt privileged. What do you mean? Bro, even when you what? get a camera, you're privileged enough that you have studied and you, you've been around things. So, like, you have that, like... Um, let me think. If you're gonna be a better okay. scenario, if you're gonna even be in Dallas, you have a privilege because you know Dallas. I don't know Dallas, but you have friends in Dallas. And okay, but you're just, talking you know? about privilege at such a detailed level. Then, duh, yeah, you have privilege in everything. Yeah. I have the privilege of being living in LA, like, and now I'm here in Dallas and doing film. I know more than more people. Yeah, duh. Everybody has privilege in something, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about humanity. Privilege. Nobody should have privilege over the other in hum- humanity. Nobody should feel like, oh, I'm not a but even, person. But even within your group of friends, though, let's say we go to Houston, right? You have your group of friends. Like, you have upper hand with, not even your friend, but just within the black community. We'll go, we'll go to a party and it's mostly black people, right? Like, you have a privilege within that group of people. Like, I'll have a privilege within a group of Hispanics. Like yeah, you that's with, your people. You know I mean? Yeah. But I have, but see, like me marrying a Hispanic woman, I have more privilege in the Hispanic community now. You do, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's not that's yeah. not necessarily humanity. That's just that's different demographics. Duh, yeah. Hispanics are more comfortable around Hispanics. Blacks are more comfortable around blacks. Whites feel more at home around whites. Like that's just that's just instinct. People usually just flock to their own. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, duh. But we're talking about just as humanity. Me applying for a job. Me trying to get a loan. Me, yeah, that's, getting, yeah, you know what sure. I mean. Me going to buy a car because you know even as saying? like minorities, like that's why it's funny. Where like even like now that I'm looking for apartments, I'm putting down Angel Alexander, not Fuentes Moreno, because like there's another Hispanic who's quote unquote who's dirty and la la la. No, I'm gonna put Angel Alexander because it just sounds whiter. You know, it sounds more. Oh yeah, he sounds like a good guy. I'm gonna let him. Um, lease out my apartment you know yeah. what i mean even within that like there's privilege to that i'm in a i'm in a facebook mm-hmm. group message with um people it's for housing in atlanta mm-hmm. and they just had a huge incident on the group where people were just talking about how they were overlooked because they were black and then after doing some detail and some looking they found proof and yeah. they saw that a lot of these white listers who were in the group were overlooking blacks that responded first and going with the more well presentable person that they found in the comment section rather than going sure. with the person who commented first 
sending mm-hmm. messages, never getting responses or sending a message about an inquiry on a, on a place. And then all of a sudden it comes off of the listing. And then three days later, it's back on the listing, like things yeah. like that. And it's like, bro, like whenever I go to a store and I would love to do a social experiment <laughs> on this and me going into a store, if I walked into Gucci, versus if I walked into Saint Laurent. A lot of black people buy Gucci. So in Gucci, I'd probably be more welcome. But if I walked into Saint Laurent, oh, can I help you? Mm. Oh, I'm just looking. Or they would just won't come up to me because they think I ain't gonna buy anything. You know how me being at a restaurant... Unless you're wearing your fear of gods. Unless you're wearing your fear of gods. Yeah, like, but, yeah but, what do you when, but whenever I go yeah. to 60 Vines here in Dallas, mm-hmm. if I just went in there and ordered food, minding my business, whatever, versus if I went in there and now I'm ordering multiple alcoholic beverages, I get treated yeah. differently. Mm. Just get treated differently. Oh, they're spending money. You know what I mean? Us working at Top Golf. We falling into the stereotypical thing. Oh, yeah. they, oh, they smell like a two dollar tip. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's just, and it sucks, bro. And as and for me, it sucks because it's like, bro, these are my. Is people. it true? It's my people. Yeah. But like yeah. I, but, but for me, I I get tipped well by, by by black people. Me too. And I get tipped well by Hispanics. Hispanics mm-hmm. usually be the ones that jit me sometimes. But I've never had a, no, a, a black people that jip me. I've, uh-huh. I've never had a black table jip me. And no, I, I, I have. I, I know why. Have. Yeah. Because I'm black. Mm. I'm and a brother. Like, even Hispanic too. Yeah, it's true. Because I'm a brother. Yeah. And because I Hispanics talk to think, him, yeah. Oh, what's up, my man? That a, like mm. the, in, the way I'm communicating with you, I make you feel at home. So now you you willing to give me the money? You willing to? So what's that one? Because to me, it's the and no shade, but. To, the Jewish people suck at tipping. Like they be the ones with the most money too, bro. Jewish people got bread. Bro, you know how many every time, and I feel bad because I don't want to come out like freaking um, what's it called? Not racist, but racist, I guess. Yeah. Um, what prejudice? Prejudice, because you know we have this big. I'm falling into racist because there's a standard I want to live, like you're saying. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I don't want to come out racist, but it's true. Every time I get someone that's, um, you can tell, is Jewish, I'm like, damn, this sucks. But does, but I treat them the same. I'm there. I'm in their face because I want them to feel. I'm gonna treat you so well, and when you give me a zero dollar tip, you're gonna feel it because I'm gonna treat you so well. That's how I treat it. But in back of my mind, it's still like, I'm, I'm just not gonna get anything from this guy. Yeah, you know, and it sucks, and it's true. But hey, hey, but shout out to the white countrymen and girls. Y'all tip me the oh, best. They be throwing white that country money, people, bro. man. They be throwing they that money, bro. are the best tippers. I love them, and they're so cool. They don't really yeah. need much. Humble. Here's your two hundred dollar tip. Thank you, sir. Uh appreciate. I you. love them white country. Yo, white countrymen. I, I don't know, serve bro. no more, I, but. With, with, with everything that's going on, I've just felt yeah. so. And I was telling you earlier, bro. Like yesterday mm-hmm. was a bad day for me, just yeah. mentally, emotionally, 
everything, bro. I was just very drained. I mm. felt, I felt tired in every aspect of it, exhausted with everything that's going on, mm. how messed up the world is right now. Mm. And not with just COVID, but like death is everywhere on oh, TV for sure. right now. People dying from COVID, people dying from cops. Like that, yeah. everything is just death, 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 death. And me with my anxiety, my anxiety stems from a fear of death. You know what I mean? So I think that with all that stuff, with conspiracy theories, <coughs> you know how I am with Ooh. conspiracy theories. Yeah, for bro. sure. Like, I I love conspiracy theories. I love thinking about what could be true. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's like my thing. So, but with thinking about that and what everybody calls a conspiracy theory, but I don't think it's a conspiracy theory, but this is the truth, the weight of it, just heavy on my spirit, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's just like, I feel like things going to get ugly. It's going to get ugly, bro. There's just too much weird stuff going on. I don't understand how as, as America, we are so like, we just act like nothing. We, the evidence is there. We just act like nothing's going on. I blame a lot of it on movies and TV. You know what I mean? Because it desensitized us. Yeah. To the possibilities of stuff happening. But I'm just like, what is wrong with y'all? I know y'all, I know y'all see this, bro. Like Hillary Clinton is the biggest sketch. She's she's sketch, bro. She's so sus. I can't even like the the Clintons. So what what are you talking about specifically? What, what, um, conspiracy theory is like, you know, what's the one? The one for me? Everybody yeah. has a one. Everybody for sure. Has what's a the conspiracy one? theory that they just full wholeheartedly believe? I'm going to ask you first. Angel, if there's one conspiracy theory that you believe to be a million percent fact, what do you think it is? The Illuminati. I think the Illuminati, for sure. Everything I think... Not everything. I think um, I think there is a group. I don't think it's called the Illuminati. I think there is a group of the one percent that controls everything when it comes to music, um, the film, even fashion. Everything. I feel like, yeah, they have this plot and they meet and they do all these things. It's sacrifices, rituals, and diabolical things. A hundred percent. I I believe there's Illuminati for sure. Since I was a kid, I've always done my research. For sure, you know. Secret organizations. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, we got mm-hmm. the Freemasons and we got like all that. So like. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. So I I think I think the Illuminati is real. I have my doubts about like some of the stuff, but like, I think I think there is a one percent. I think there's yeah. like a group of people that are just elite, and Hillary Clinton is one of them. Because my say one, yeah, my one, whatever you want to call it, Pizzagate, you want they they got different names for it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That whole thing is, bro. It's too much. There's too many coincidences. I think if you have too many coincidences, you cannot just say it's a coincidence anymore. It's fact. True. Too many coincidences equal a fact. You know what I'm saying? Like. So explain to the people, what is Pizzagate? What are you talking about? Pizzagate stems from Hillary's emails. Mm -hmm. So it all started with, was it Jeffrey Weiner? 
That was was that yeah. was the name? Weiner. One whatever. of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeffrey Weiner. Weiner, uh-huh. whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. last name. So it was like a month before the election, and he got caught doing talking to an underage girl. The girl was like fifteen, and so they ended up going through all of his stuff and him being with Hillary and all of a sudden her emails dis- disappear. Like all these things, just weird stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They go through Wiener's computer and they find Hillary's emails. Then they start looking into John Podesta, another weirdo. Sates is straight up Satanist. Dude's weird. Yeah. Does all these satanic rituals. Dude's just off. I don't understand why any of these people are in government places. People who just worship the devil. You know what I'm saying? Um, And they go through his emails, who are also tied to Hillary's emails. And they're finding all this weird lingo with food. And specifically (laughs) pizza. Yeah. And they start digging deep into the deep state and the dark web. And they realize that pedophilia, they use pizza and other food words to describe what they want in children. Yeah. And pizza, pizza is girl, right? Pizza, uh, they, 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 they all have a different uh, meaning. Um, sure. And so you have Hillary and all these emails with John Podesta talking about pizza parties. A bunch yeah, of so grown, pizza girl, cheese little girl, and like hot dog equals boy. Um, walnut equals person of color and like sauce orgy, you know, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like weird, weird stuff. Right. Yeah. And next thing you know, um, they go through Wiener's computer and apparently they found like a video that was entitled insurance policy. And they, these, there was 12 officers who saw the contents on his laptop. Out of those 12 officers, nine of them are dead now. Mm. Nine of those 12 officers are dead now. In that video, it was video of Hillary and Wiener's wife doing some ritual on this little girl. They, they, she said the video was so bad, these seasoned veteran police officers were throwing up and leaving the room and puking because it was that bad they said they were were scalping the girl's face like satan and and hillary hillary was involved with this it was hillary and wiener's wife yeah because i remember this i don't remember it saying this this is where this is where it all started so then Mm -hmm. it dug into a whole thing with the emails and that's where john podesta they started digging into his emails and they're finding all these references about pizza parties obama shipping in pizzas from Chicago for a pizza party. Bro, who ships in a pizza from Chicago to eat once it lands? Like, that doesn't make I sense. I mean, I mean, I, I would bro, do that. If I had the I'm money, I'm going to ship a pizza two hours to come here so I can eat it cold? No, I'll just, you know, put it back in the oven. No, bro, for a pizza party. No, dude. If it's that good, no. I would 100% do it. Especially with and pineapple. Ask, and then asking for pizza in yeah. time frames. Oh, would yeah. you like a slice yeah. of pizza for two hours? The f- you mean how long it take to eat yeah. a slice of pizza? Weird stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jeffrey Epstein. Mm. 
If you have not watched Filthy Rich on Netflix, you need to go watch it. Blew me away. How disgusting and how powerful Jeffrey Epstein was. For sure. This dude was doing this for all these years, and I had never heard his name. Until 2016, I had never heard of Epstein ever in my life. This man owned an island. And the only way you would know if, I mean, if you're wealthy too, you know. Yeah, bro. And, for, and they even yeah. say, they say it in the documentary, nobody knew how Epstein got rich. For sure. They ended up finding out he was stealing from somebody. But dude had a seven-story apartment in Upper East Manhattan. Seven-story apartment. That's not an apartment, dude. Like, that's, I don't understand why they call it an apartment. He had, a, he had a house in Paris. He had his Palm Beach house. And then he had his island. And he would go through all these different places scheduled with all these different underage girls. None of them ever overlapped. They didn't even know each other existed. They all thought it was just them. That's how strategic this man was. This man is taking girls to the island, having these orgies and these sex parties with these 14, 15, 16-year-old girls. And then you look at the manifest on the plane you got Harvey Weinstein. We all know what happened to Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. You got Kevin Spacey. We all know what mm-hmm. happened to Kevin Spacey. Got accused for having sex with a younger boy. Molesting a younger boy. Then who else is on there? Oh, Bill Clinton. The, the Clintons. <laughs> Bill yeah. Clinton went to that island 26 times. But denies it. But to this day, he says he's never been to the island, even though his name was on the manifest for his private jet 26 times. You know what power is? Power is lying, knowing you're lying, knowing everybody else knows you're lying, and still not caring. That's power. And the Clintons have it. Hillary went to the island six times. All these celebrities, Prince Charles, he under pressure right now because of the documentary coming back out, bring a highlight into it. I don't even know that girl. And then the picture comes out. Him holding the girl around her waist, drunk out of his mind, in the Paris apartment. Mm. Bro. And he, to this day, he can't explain the picture. There's too many coincidences. It's facts. Pizzagate is a thing. Pedophilia in L.A. and Hollywood is a yeah. thing. Yeah, I believe that. I, I, for sure. I, I've always believed that 100%. Because even growing up, you always heard stories about this, you know? But the thing is that what raises questions to me sometimes is also, like, how many celebrities, like, knew that it was wrong, but it was, they just, ah, this is normal. He hangs out with younger girls when it comes to Epstein. You know, because it was known fact that he liked younger girls. Yeah. And But that was okay. Because, so that leads me to believe that it's not the first time you see someone doing that or hanging out with younger underage girls. So in Hollywood and in, you know, the 1% or whatever, it's a known thing. So it's normal. You know what I mean? So that's what, that's what solidifies me believing in even more that there's like a pedophile rink and like there's things going on in Hollywood and stuff for sure. Epstein did not kill himself, bro. Yeah, I know. I don't believe that either. They, they, because this is yeah, too thing. much information. Well, they went into his Manhattan apartment <clears throat> where they found all the child pornography, 
And then they found a room that had a bunch of TVs in it yep. that had cameras in every single room. Yep. Hidden cameras. So this man was recording all these people, all these elites, politicians, actors, actresses, musicians, whatever. He he had he has everybody's blackmail. And two days after he's arrested, you're telling me he's dead by strangulation, by tying himself to his bed and then getting on his knees and leaning forward. That's how mm. he killed himself. But has two snap bones in his neck. The doctor even said there's no way he could have jumped, even if he jumped off his bed to the ground, it wouldn't have the the force still wouldn't have snapped those two bones. So who do you think did it? What you mean who I think did it? I think I look, bro. You trying to get me hunted down on this podcast, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna say who I think did it. <laughs> no, that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say <laughs> I I think I I think it he, rhymes with wisdom, you know. It's one yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. Like I think that people are being just being dumb. Yeah. People just don't want to accept the truth, bro. Mm. People just don't want to notice it. Nobody wants to just accept the fact that, man, there's some messed up stuff going on. But why? Even in that high profile of a case, you know, even like, why hasn't this been, why did it have to lead to a Netflix documentary? It wasn't even a Netflix documentary. Even, even. Even the emails getting leaked, like why has it resulted those things? Like, you see, even if it resulted in those things and an anonymous leaking them, it still didn't do anything. It's the media, bro. This is look, look at this. Why is it that Hillary's appeal date was on the same date as Blackout Tuesday for George Floyd? Yeah, and all the people who've been killed by police. Nobody posting and nobody looking at social media. Just post a black picture and that's it. Mm-hmm. So happened. Not one news outlet was reporting on on TV about Hillary losing her appeal and the judge ordering her to testify to those emails. Nobody talked about it. Yeah, her emails was the news for how long? Mm. They don't want us to know that. That's why people don't want to accept it because they're not giving the information. You got to actually look for the information. If you don't look for it, you just don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, even with, and I challenge anybody who goes to watch that documentary, watch it and I and see how strategic they are with not putting Hillary in the documentary. True. How they were very subtle with Bill being in the documentary because they could not put Bill in the documentary. But when they did, they made sure that they made one of the girls say, oh, well, I didn't never see him do anything. And you didn't even mention Hillary except when you were talking about the presidential race as, and her as the Democratic nominee. But that but was they it. sure freaking mentioned Homeboy. Oh, but they had Trump in there <laughs> all up and down that documentary that had Trump in, in every single episode. Yeah. It's an agenda. That's why when you look at Out of Shadows, if you hadn't seen Out of Shadows, you need to look, you need to look for it. Yeah. So there's a reason why that video was taken down. Yeah, for sure. Message, look for other shadow for um, Drizzle Drip, Pizza Gate. What else? Um, Drizzle, especially Drizzle Drip. Drizzle Drip gets some solid information on um, yeah. Pizza Gate. But I think, like, bro, you look at it. If it wasn't true, why are they taking it down so fast? Hmm. Plandemic was taken down in twenty less than 24 hours. Yeah. Talking about COVID and Fauci. <laughs> that was taken down in less than 24 hours. 
out of shadows to it took a whole weekend for them to catch wind after it got like eight million views in a weekend, and then they took it down, and people yeah. were reposting it. If it wasn't true, why are they taking it down? If it wasn't true, and it, like, why is YouTube taking it down? Why is it's not violating anybody's rights? Nobody's getting their accounts deleted. They're just getting that one deleted, that one video taken down. Why? Why is it that these videos have to be reposted underneath different names hmm. for you to watch them? It's crazy, bro. Nobody it wants is. to admit it. The evidence is right there. The evidence is right there in our faces. And nobody wants to watch. Nobody wants to pay attention. Nobody just, ah, nah, bro. That's just conspiracy theories. So what do you think is going to happen now? With what? With like... With Hillary. Oh, bro. No, she, she has go, to testify. She goes to court in September. I'm praying to God. Oh, I'm praying to God the truth comes out. Because apparently Wiener and his wife have been low-key for these last few years working with that, working with officials and cooperating. Even, what's his name? What's her name is even non-existent. Like, no one knows where she's at. To her... Like Epstein's best friend, the female. Oh, yeah. You know? Like, where's she at? Bro, this is the thing. Why isn't she being held accountable, too? Because Epstein was killed. Yes, but even in every girl's testimony, like, it brings out that she was involved, too. She would yeah. plan everything, you know, reach out to the girls. That's he, that's he said, she said. There's no evidence to back it up. And none of the videos that they found in Epstein's apartment, they didn't find Homegirl. Nah, I doubt they found Homegirl. Jeffrey wasn't going to leave, or Je Jeffrey wasn't going to leave him and Shorty's videos leaning, leaning around. I don't know. I think that, I think that when, this, when this blows up and the truth comes out, a lot of the people we liked and a lot of people that we were fans of, yeah, I feel that we're going to be very disappointed. We're going to be very disappointed. I low-key feel like it's going to be... I don't want to say this. I feel like the country's not going to be ready for it, right? Because let's say it's the two presidential nominees. You know? We all know Biden is a little pedophile. A little freaking weird. <laughs> but I'm, so I, I don't know. I feel like that, that could be it, you know? And then we're just like, crap. You know, um, I feel like, yeah, like you're right. Like movie stars are going to be opted. There's going to be so many people that are going to be exposed. Studios are going to shut down. For sure. Like it's going to be bad, bro. It's not going to be bad for us, but it's going to be bad for just like society. Yeah. Like culture. Everybody's going to be turned upside down and it's going to be like, bro, what the world. Because all these the celebrities one, yeah. that are so vocal, like all these celebrities that we've seen, on, they're, they're silent, bro. About what's going on? They've just been very quiet. Hmm. Tom Hanks has been quiet. A lot of people have been quiet, bro. Why'd you mention Tom Hanks? Because apparently Tom Hanks, they, there's a, this is, I'm not, I don't know if this is true. Yeah. This is just a part of, this is another conspiracy theory mm -hmm. on top of it, but that Tom Hanks was involved. Wow. I haven't heard that. Hmm. And he got COVID. All of a sudden, all these celebrities getting COVID and they're saying that these people don't really have COVID, that they're on house arrest, getting ready for trial.
Like Ellen. And Oprah. They're saying that Ellen and Oprah. But they're... Oh, you're uh, wildin'. The, but that's why there's even a video clip where I remember Oprah back in the day, bro. I don't know if you've seen it. Where she talks... Bro, it's, it's very uncomfortable. Because she talks about people getting molested, right? Mm-hmm. And Oprah's like, well, if it feels good... They're like, I don't, many people don't agree with me, but if it feels good, is that really molestation? If it feels good? Like if, if they're enjoying it and they orgasm, that's not, that's not, you know, you're not taking advantage of that person. You're making them, you know, this, discover their body and like, what? That's what I, she said, bro. Not, You've I never seen, seen that. that? I have it's not a, seen It's that. a very old video too, super old. And I'm just like, what? And then you hear the crowd like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, no, what? No. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That's not the move. I have not seen that. Yeah, bro. I'll send it to you. But yeah, it's weird. It's hella weird. Yeah, bro. But it's, it's stuff like this. Those little hints, bro. It's those things that we've always seen around. But it's like, yeah, I don't know, bro. It's going to be bad, bro. I'm telling you. But that's why it's always been back there, bro. And I know how much you love the man. But he also brings up with Michael Jackson. Like, what if, you know, he was involved in as much as people love Michael Jackson. It's like, you know, maybe that's why he was killed, too, because he has some information. Nah, bro. Michael Jackson had his doctor kill him, bro. Maybe. I don't think he was involved with it, but I think I think but Michael why? Jackson. Why? Why would Why would he have him kill him? Guilt. I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm just just. He was he was depressed, bro. Like he was going on <laughs> tour. He wasn't healthy. Like a lot of factors that can play into it, but like with Michael Jackson, yeah. bro. Like I just think Michael was just weird, man. He was weird. He wasn't a real maybe, social person. Like for sure. Yeah. He he stayed alone a lot of the times, you know what I'm saying? And I, feel I mean like, it was all the drugs that they gave him. You know, nah, for his even voice. Before that, even before that, like when he was a he never had a childhood, bro. So I think that played into why for he sure. was around kids a lot. No, but I I, child, no. I think he I think with all the surgeries and the hormones, I feel like he just stopped growing mentally. Mm. And I think like mentally as as far as socially, like he just stopped growing and he just stayed a kid and he was just always wanting to be around kids because he never really got to be a kid. And so he kind of felt that when he was around kids and I feel like it was just a little inappropriate. But this is no, weird. I mean, this is a weird thought. This is a weird thought. I'm sorry, viewers and listeners. I just, not that I've tried, but I can't picture him producing kids. I can't either. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't understand that. Well, I don't know. I just know, like from the outside look, I just can't see him like producing. But she even said Michael wasn't a sexual person. Mm. He wasn't a sexual person. Autumn hormones, he probably couldn't even have. You know what I mean? An erection, yeah, that's true. Autumn hormones and freaking estrogen that was in his body, bro. He probably couldn't even. Yeah, I mean, so it's like. That all, that all plays into it. So when they say like watching watching Finding Neverland, there was just certain things he was saying. I was just like, I can't see Michael Jackson doing that. Like, yeah, I don't see him as a sexual person. Like, yeah, because of that, because of yeah, yeah it's I true. Was like him, yeah. they're saying, oh, he did this, and 
touching on yeah. himself and then start playing. Like, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, I, I don't know. I can't. I can't see that. I can't see Michael Jackson being a sexual, sexualized yeah. person. You know what I mean? True. I can see him being a little inappropriate with kids because he's a grown, grown man hanging around with little kids and having them sleep mm-hmm. over. But like. I can see that as being just very inappropriate, but I don't know about the whole allegations. Everything's just like I said, bro. Everything's he said, she said. Like, who? But I do feel like we're gonna get to a spot where things are gonna be exposed, like you were saying, like we've talked about. And my question is: Is America ready for that? No, but America needs to happen. You know, it It needs to happen because in order for us to get uh get better and move forward, it needs to happen. Because they idolize people so much, bro. They are, these are gods to these people, you know? The beehive, bro. The beehive. Yeah. But even that, bro, like that's, I mean, Beyonce I don't has know, a, bro. Beyonce has a cult following, bro. So how much, how old was Beyonce when she met Jay-Z? Uh, how old know. were they when they started dating? Do you remember? I don't know. She was young, though. Like 16? No, I don't think she was 16. I mean, Usher was young as hell when him and Chili started messing around. Yeah, he was He, he was, was like, like 17. No, nah, bro. No, 16. He was, he was 16. Like 16, bro. Yeah, yeah. Was a grown woman, and she, was, and she was, what, 21? No, nah, I think she was like 23, bro, 24. And that's what that was so crazy. That's, the, that's that double standard that we have. Oh, when a young guy gets with an older woman, it's okay. But when a young girl gets with an older guy, it's a double standard. If one's wrong, they're both wrong. You know what I mean? Like, can't just pick your choose and say, oh, it's a guy. He's with an older girl. Like, yeah, yeah, that's my boy. You know what I mean? Like, that. that's that toxic masculinity thing that we have. And that's the thing with my community, right? Where I have fallen into this, like, not thinking about it and stuff, right? Because in my country, in my community, like, no, America's my country. I'm American, first of all. <laughs> y'all wish y'all could deport me. But I was just... Anyway, but um, like it's pretty popular to see an older man with a younger woman. Like they get married young too. Like it's popular to go back to Guatemala. You and it's sad. I don't agree with it because I've had this tough conversations with family members in Guatemala, where their fourteen year old, um, fourteen year old little girl who's married to a twenty six year old dude. You know what I mean? Like that's a custom there. Which is wrong, you yeah. know? But even growing up, there's been older Hispanic men who are successful and awesome. And they told me, they're like, hey, like, you should date a younger woman. You know, like, you want to date them young where even that, that idea of when they're naive because now you can, like, you know, that they'll follow you as a man. And, like, they'll, they'll you know, it's like, that's so messed up thinking. Like... And it's true, like, and that's in my community where I have dated, like, um, a younger girl, you know? And and it was that pressure where, like, yeah, maybe they're right, you know? Like, even with one of my first pastors, he was, like, 32 or something, and she was barely, like, I think 18 or 19 when they got married. But they've been married. They have a lot of kids, super successful, never been divorced, started a church, Great, amazing, but is that right? No, I wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, but their marriage is super successful, though. Yeah, he's never, never cheated, not that I know of. 
but they have X amount of kids. I don't want to say how much because people will know who I'm talking about. But <clears throat> you know what I mean? So that's yeah. where it's, it's, I'm coming to a before I, because I, of so many things that were like, I would see, I thought it was okay. But now thinking about it, no, that is not okay. You Jay, know, like. Beyonce was 18. And how old was Jay-Z? I don't know how old he was. Because he's what, how old? Jay-Z. Like was, how older is he than to uh, Beyonce? Let me see. And the thing is that Jay-Z didn't even go after her two years after they met. So that he met her first. I think well, I'm pretty sure when she was 16, he wanted her, but she was dating someone. Yeah, but she they, they started dating when she was 18. Yeah. So he was on her before that. Exactly. So Beyonce is 38, Jay-Z is 50. So he was 12 years older than her. So this 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 nigga was 30 years old. 30 years old. Exactly. So what do you think? And that's why like some people call it grooming. That is that that's what Jay-Z did that he groomed her to make her this this wife and this person that Jay-Z wants, you know? Like what do you think about that? People grooming older men, grooming younger females. I think it's a thing because it's a thing in other cultures. Mm-hmm. The Indian culture, like you're assigned. But is that okay? Is it okay? Is what okay? Grooming, like them grown men dating younger girls, and I don't think it's I don't think it's okay at all. I think it's very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, where's but, the limit? What's the limit for you? I feel like you shouldn't mess with teenagers. If you're over like 21, you shouldn't be messing with teenagers. Like if you're like 22, 23, you shouldn't be dating an 18 year old, 17, 18 year old. You know what I mean? That's pushing it. I think once you're in your 20s, y'all are both in y'all's 20s, y'all both 21 and older. Like I feel like at that point, age don't matter. But I think that point from 18 to 21, that's a sensitive period. True. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like girls go through a big change mentally and physically at that point. And I feel like that's why they go for that young, because they try to get them right then. For sure. So when they get to 21, they already locked in. Like, it's over with. And some girls want the maturity, too, aspect, you know, because they know bro, the dudes. I, I wasn't mature when I was freaking 18, 19. Like, I was a little punk still, you know? Um, but that's why, so sorry. So that goes back, it ties back into like where in Hollywood you see that a lot younger girls with old, way older men, you know, mm-hmm. and that's like a norm. So that's why when you start seeing Epstein with these younger girls, it's like, ah, he just like younger women because yeah, it's just the you norm. Should, you should know when you see 15 year olds, 16 year olds, yeah. Like even that is, yeah, that's even different. in the yeah. documentary, they're talking, they're asking people, and people realize they were saying like, yeah, like I would, I would see, and I'm like, they look really young. But Epstein was a powerful dude, bro. Yeah. And it's like, do I say something, lose my job? You know what I mean, like, or do I not say anything? You know, them calling former associates of his and people who used to work for him and True. asking them questions. He's like, man, you're kind of putting me on the spot right now, like. Someone said, "Hey, look, I don't want to talk to you. I don't. I told you don't talk, don't don't call me." But they realized, bro, he's a powerful dude. The fact that he got young girls to recruit other young girls, the rare girls who said no to him, 
you know, and then they going back to their high schools and recruiting other girls. Oh, I got this old guy that wants that gets massages. He'll pay you two hundred dollars yeah. to give him a massage, but and even then bringing that, them into the room, yeah. getting them comfortable, mm-hmm. and then dipping out. And the next, you know, he turns over on the table. All right, keep going. And next, you know, he's filling on them. And next, you know, he's taking advantage of these young girls, messes them up. And should they be held accountable? The girls that recruited, sending them to school. That's Just, another. I that, think. Mm-hmm. I think they. I think they should be there's they should be held accountable because at that point they had been doing it for four years, four or five yeah. years. Because I I wouldn't say they're not victims; they're still victims. Um, for sure. Of his manipulation and his power and his disgusting acts, but they knew what they were doing. He yeah. they were coming and going <clears throat> freely. You know there was no gun to their head, so I feel like at that point they they there needs to be some type of consequence. But that consequence should take away the fact that they were also victims. But they, what they did wasn't okay. You had the power to say no, so you're going to bring other girls who don't have the power to say no? And mess them up? And him just yeah. targeting girls who were in <sighs> unstable homes who really didn't have nobody looking for them, so nobody would ask questions. Like, that was just his thing, bro. Sending girls to school, oh, I'll send you to school, do, 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 this and that, do all this for you, and then using that as leverage. Yeah. So now when you push yourself on them, they, they're scared to tell you no because you're, they're scared of losing everything. And it's just a compromising situation. It's very compromising. True. It's just, Epstein was a messed up dude, bro. Off. Yeah, man. I'm excited. I'm- yeah, I'm glad that this is getting exposed. Yeah, it's all messed up. Yeah, it's all going to play out. And when it does, I'm going to be right here with my popcorn. It's going to be ugly, but I'm going to be enjoying my popcorn. It's, it's going to be a big shot to the world. The Bible does say everything in the dark comes to light. Yep. I feel so much better now after talking about all this, like, uh, bro, I, like like I said, bro, I've just been feeling like weight. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I just cleared my chest, you know what I'm saying? I got everything Boom. off my chest. 52 podcast. 52 podcast. Yeah, I like man. the fact that we're just like talking now. It's not so much of just like, oh, we got to make, let's make sure we stay around 45. You know what I mean? We're just, we're just talking. Mm-hmm. We're just having a conversation and then just letting it flow from there. For I sure. Like, I feel like it's a new thing and new season. Yep, I'm ready for the million dollar contract for sure. We got a long way to go, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, look, we Spotify, where you guys. at? I know Joe yeah. Rogan. They still trying to make up for what they just gave Joe Rogan. You know what I'm saying? But um, appreciate you guys for listening. We thank you guys for the support. People always always end this up asking for new content, so here you go. That's new yeah. content for you. Boom. Um, and we'll be back soon. And um, I'm excited. Y'all stay safe. Wear your mask. Stay inside if you have to. Don't go out if you don't need to. No, do not go out, bro. People out here are going to clubs. COVID is still a thing. Yeah, bro. y'all tripping. Yeah, bro. But I'm tripping too, though, low key. But y'all tripping too. But hey, I'll stay in the crib. Stay take in the care crib. Of ourselves. Make Please. sure you educate yourselves. Don't take in too much news, though. Yeah. Don't take too much of the news in. It'll drive you crazy. So. Yeah, man. Mental health is a real thing. You know. Yeah. If you can't, if you don't feel like handling it, like that's okay right now. You know, take some time to yourself. That's totally fine. Yeah. 
Boom. We love you guys. <laughs> Boom. We do. Peace, love, positivity, extra creativity. Creativity. Love always wins. Always. Always. All right, y'all. Later. Cheers.